0: Servers Mac Geek Gab number 56 for June 5th, 2006. So that's MGG56 for 6506. Mm -hmm. Which of course also happens to be John's age. No, just kidding. Uh, welcome to the Mac uh, Geek Cab. Hi, John.
1: How are you, you? Kind of blew it there. What are you talking about? You know what today is? I think he oh, says it's it the, was the sixth. That's uh, right. It's not just that. Today is six six, six oh six. six. That's right. Yes. Which for certain people, just freaks the heck out of them.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I the reason I blew it is because I was all ready to do the show yesterday, <laughs> and then yeah. you called in sick. With allergies. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything here, but, you know, there was one time when I, I, my face didn't work. But, you know, we did the show anyway. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything, but uh, I'm just, you know, there you go. You just did. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so it's Tuesday. We're a day late and a dollar short, which means I get to pay you a dollar less. All right, I'm going to stop picking on you. Um, and we're going to talk about remote access for your Mac. We promised we would. And, uh, and we're going to do it. We've checked out so much software over the last uh, couple of weeks here for re- accessing Macs from remote that we're silly with this stuff. Uh, as Pendulets would say, we're maggoty with this stuff. But uh, yeah, that's what he would say, though. You know, I guess it's not me. So we've got what Apple Remote Desktop three to talk about PC Anywhere Timbuk two and then various other methods for connecting to your Mac uh, non-commercial packages shareware freeware and stuff built right into uh, Mac because it's uh, because it's Unix and we might have a couple of questions to go through uh, we've certainly got a couple of comments that are related to this topic that we'll we'll try and hit but uh, uh, I don't know if we'll get to any of your new questions tonight we will try. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. Okay. I was
1: born ready. Okay. So well, let's, you know, the let's, first thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, just you know, the, to start here, I think uh, if if you want to talk really old school, um, kind of obsolete access, but back in the old days, yeah, telnet was telnet. the way to do it. Sure. And I think that was actually an option in one of the first versions of uh, OS 10. But the the problem is that telnet is uh, horribly,
0: horribly insecure. Insecure. Yeah. So no. SSH would, of course, be the, uh, the, the alternative to that, but it's still a command line thing, but that, that, that's not to say that there's, there's anything wrong with SSH. In fact, I SSH into the Macs in my network in the office and the home here, uh, quite a bit, uh, it, it gets you to the command line. And if you're comfortable at the command line, that's not a bad thing. It is SSH, of course, stands for secure shell, right? Yes. It's not, nothing, be, nothing beyond that. And, uh, and and you turn that on by going to the sharing control, the sharing system preference, and uh, enabling remote login. That's uh, Apple's way of saying SSH. Of course, yeah. you need to know a password to get in and all that good stuff. And your user account and password is uh, perfectly acceptable for that,
1: right? And then you'll see... Um and then also near there, so yeah, remote login, that's near, not yes. quite intuitive. Yes. Now, there's also FTP access if you're just doing file transfer, though I do not believe that's a secure FTP. That's just a regular.
0: It, it's not. In fact, if you enable SSH, that also enables what they call SFTP for secure FTP. Oh, nice. Okay. That's it, Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how that works. Uh but you know the fun stuff is when you can control the the mac with a uh with with its ma- with a mouse and a keyboard and and all that good stuff and so we'll start by talking about the the three um the three big commercial packages and i say three uh, because i'm feeling very kind um really in 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 my eyes there are two so uh we'll we'll um, well since we started backwards here since uh that's the way we seem to go we'll we'll continue going backwards and and the first thing we're going to mention and dismiss very quickly is p c anywhere they just came out with mac support it yeah. it doesn't support the Intel max near as i can tell i I was supposed to have conference calls with their uh, i I spoke with their p r guy I was supposed to have conference calls with their their product specialist uh, mm-hmm. they they never never made that happen but frankly well if it would help go ahead and give us give me give me a call i'm happy to talk about this uh, more if i've got this if if we've got this wrong but john and i both worked with pc anywhere and yeah. uh, without wasting a whole lot of time talking about it our, our advice is just don't mess with it it the installer requires you to <laughs> authenticate as root it it it's clunky when it does work it does work if you have to connect to windows clients that are already running pc anywhere Uh, then yes it does actually work i i was able to log into an xp machine i could do the control alt delete thing everything worked fine once i got it installed which actually took the combination brain power of john and i together to navigate a uh a path to do it it is detailed buried in their manual but you you gotta yeah you gotta enable the root user or somehow run the the it's a java thing anyway we're not. We're not going to. We're
1: not going to talk about it anymore. That's it. Does, I mean, the one nice thing, I suppose. Though, yeah, the, the <laughs> installer, just the hand wave that you had to, the yeah. the, the, the silly walk you had to do to uh, yeah. to, to install it was was pretty well, bad. You, you said there the was
0: community. one nice thing.
1: Well, it does run on, as far as I can tell from the installer, it does run on Linux, Correct. Mac OS, Correct. and Windows. So it is PC anywhere cross platform. So, yes. so the one thing I will say is that. It supports three platforms. There you go. So that's that's kind of nice. But uh, but the installer really needs some work. Uh, unless we <laughs> that's, were doing that's something. That's the
0: understatement of the year.
1: Yeah, unless we missed something. I mean, you could have read the documentation, which was kind of a catch-22 because you had to install the product in order yeah. to view the document. Unless, again, I was missing something. Yeah. Or maybe there was an installer guide. But it, but it did tell you, yes, you got to go You know, Java-Jar. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, we're not too thrilled with it. But, yeah, no. give us a call, guys. If you, and, if you uh, want
0: cross-platform stuff, I, I, I think Timbuktu 2 is probably uh, a, a great option. Um, it, it does some very cool things. It, it, it is cross-platform. It does work with the Intel Mac. So it's fully Mac compatible. It's fully <laughs> Windows compatible. And they do some cool things. You know, Timbuktu 2 essentially, you know, what we're talking about is remote control of a Mac. That's different from remote desktop. And of course Apple uses the term remote desktop. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It's not a remote terminal session or anything. It's it's simply remote control of whatever you would see on a remote Mac screen. But that can be very handy. A for troubleshooting things, B for for instruction, right? If you need to show your mom how to do something, mm-hmm. very cool, right? And Timbuk2 is cross-platform, so you could be on a Windows machine and control a Mac. You could be on a Mac and control a Windows machine. It, like PC Anywhere purports to, Timbuk2 allows you to do file transfers back and forth between the two machines. Also lets you do chat back and forth, which is, can be very handy. Mm-hmm. A couple of cool things, though, that no one else out there has has really gone to the lengths to solve. And Timbuk2's had, Timbuk2 has had one of these for a long time, and another one is is new. Uh, the one they've had for a while is a feature. Many times, let's say you want to connect to your mom's Mac. Well, go ahead and get your mom to tell you what her IP address is. Right? Mm-hmm. Good. You know, even if she's connected directly to a cable modem, uh, you know, and oftentimes it's tough. You know, you know, Eventually, you tell them to go to you know what is my ip.com or something, and mm-hmm. and and get them to read it to you, and then you're good to go. However. What they've done here is you register with Netopia, the, the folks that make Timbuktu, and it's all built into the app with your email address. And then you, when you go to connect, you can simply connect to someone's email address. So, And I've actually done this with my mom. I've been doing it for years with Timbuktu. Uh, her email address is registered, and whatever her IP is, it doesn't matter. I just type in that I want to connect. There's a Netopia server that has, that's very, been very reliable for, for my purposes that just sits out there and uh, And waits for for people to connect and it 's you know it 's the greeting point it it uh, it puts everybody together so uh, that that 's one very cool thing. the other even cooler thing is for when your mom 's behind the firewall or behind a router right because then that gets tricky then you 've got to walk mom through reconfiguring your airport router and port mapping and all that that stuff that 'll make you wet your pants, let alone you know what your poor mom 's going to go through <laughs> uh, so what, what it does is it, using Skype, and John and I tried this earlier, and it, it works. It was a little slow for us for whatever reason, uh, but it works. It actually uses Skype, which already knows how to traverse firewalls and all that good stuff, and it tunnels your uh, Timbuktu session over Skype. So all you got to do is get your mom to lock into, log into Skype and tell Skype to let Timbuktu use it, and then, bam, you're done. you, you know You go find your mom on Skype. Uh, or actually, you go into Timbuktu and tell it to connect it 's got a new little Skype window. You scroll down and find your mom connect and you 're done that 's it. It works yeah,
1: yeah. Very, very I think it cool. was limited though, but it, it was pretty pokey at least that was your feedback i think yeah what i 'm guessing is that they 're they 're tunneling using a standard Skype channel, which seems to be fair you know. Uh, I mean, we usually see about, you know, 5k or so. Yeah, um, but,
0: but on the windows side, you know, with, with their video and stuff, Skype is using a whole lot more than that. So I, I would, I would imagine that whatever we ran into tonight was not necessarily optimal. We gotta, we gotta talk to the folks in Topia. Um, we just, they just got yeah. us the software today and, uh, and John and I just had a chance to check it out. Of course, we were talking over Skype at the same time that we were. Yeah. So maybe the, maybe the connection was limited by the fact that we were talking. Who knows? The fact that it even worked and it, you know, it got you through at the very least. Even if the Skype connection was slow, you could log into mom's Mac and then connect to her router, right? Configure the port mm-hmm. forwarding that you needed to do, and then connect the other way and, and get a direct connection to the Mac. Uh, but at least you could use Skype to, you know, to to breach that that first uh, that first hurdle there. But Timbuktu is um, nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now they have Bonjour. So yeah. you can use that, or yeah. I see a little tab for that, which uh, that's nice if you're on the same network.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Timbuktu, as we found, you need to buy one serial number per Mac. It's not per household. If you install Timbuktu on one computer and try and then install it on another and try to connect the two together, it will not let you unless you have two serial numbers. So you got to make sure you mm-hmm. go in and buy a serial number pack. And, you know, since we got it today, did you look up pricing on Timbuktu, John? No, I can uh, poke around hell where you are. Okay. Uh, well, I'm rambling and all that yeah. good stuff. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it, it, is, it works very well. It's, it's been around almost as long as PC Anywhere, and someone may correct me on that and say, no, 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 it's been around longer, you idiot. And that's okay. Just make sure you add the you idiot at the end, otherwise I won't know that you listen to the show. Oh, wait, they call okay. me that anyway. So, anyway. <sighs> um. So that's uh that's Timbuktu. I think I think that that covers it with, with Timbuktu. I I like Timbuktu. Um but I, I do wanna know did you get the uh yeah, did you get the price there for me?
1: Yeah. Purchase we'll Timbuktu. We'll, uh there we go. Buy now.
0: Download version. Okay, so the twin pack, which gets you two vers two copies, uh is uh one seventy nine. dollars Yeah, for the Mac. So <coughs> Uh, that and that's probably what you would need, unless you were just adding another Mac, in which case it's ninety five bucks.
1: No, uh, so are we done with that?
0: I I think so. So uh, let, okay. let's talk. Let's talk about ARD three, and then and then we'll we'll kind of branch out from there. So
1: well, I wanted to do the cheapskate option first.
0: We, we'll talk. Well, uh, let's talk about ARD three. We're already on the commercial stuff, and then we'll, yeah. we'll use ARD three to kind of branch off into the 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 free thing that's that's available there.
1: ARD rocks. ARD
0: ro- and ARD for uh for those of you that didn't figure it out of course is Apple Remote Desktop, Desktop. version 3. Um and ARD does rock. It is clearly the leader. Uh, you know, it it far and away smoother experience than any of the other um remote access options. It uh it is only for the Mac kind of uh mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that uh, in a, in a bit here, but but essentially, you know, it for most of the stuff that you're going to do, it it is only for the Mac. It is a true, more than just remote control of a Mac, which of course it will do. It'll let you observe your Mac. It'll let you control it. It is a true
1: remote management package. Um, it oh, control freaks, admins, system admins, system like in admins. IT departments, yeah. would love this thing because I mean, you can. You can limit the users. <laughs> you, can,
0: you can do everything, yeah. And, I mean, it's actually pretty cool. I, I, I had an opportunity to, to talk with uh, some of the folks over there at Apple uh, about it. And, uh, and it, you know, they, they kind of clued me into to some of the, the, the cooler new features. One thing that you can do with ARD3 is, with Apple Remote Desktop in general, I guess, I think that even version 2 let you do this, is you can install software, on remote Macs from your local Mac, if you have an installer package, you can just tell it go ahead and install it. What Ard3 adds is a task server, meaning you tell this task server you, you have this list of Macs that you manage. Let's say you let's say you do manage ten Macs, right? And this gets a little bit off the beaten path of of remote controlling your Mac, but but it's worth mentioning for those of you that that may have this need. And uh, and you've got a you know a new version of of uh, whatever you you know application you're talking about here. You go ahead and tell it okay, yeah install uh you know the new version of uh, Microsoft Office let's say it comes with an installer packet, and I don't have it I don't have any beta or anything, but I'm just just a for instance okay, please no one email me and ask me for it. I don't have it as far as I know it doesn't exist, but anyway uh. It comes with a package, and you tell it, yeah, go ahead and you know, install this package on these 10 Macs. Well, let's say four of them are laptops, and the other six are desktops, and all the desktops and one of the laptops is online. Well, right away, it's going to install all seven of those. And it actually uses – it's got this thing called Power copy where it uses multicast, uh, which is a, a – TCP IP uh, bit of wizardry that lets you send the same data to, to multiple computers. So it, it actually does copies that are a lot faster than than the old versions. But it'll go ahead and beam this stuff over and uh, install it. And, of course, you can do it securely or insecurely, uh, depending on your, your needs and your uh, and your environment. And then it'll wait. And the task server will just sit there and wait for the laptops to connect. And the next time it sees them it'll do whatever you need it to do. In this case, it'll install the software. You can also have it gather reports about the machines, uh, you know, all all kinds of different diagnostic uh, stuff. You can tell it to, you can even tell it to run applications, which can be really weird if you're sitting at a computer and, you know, suddenly iTunes launches. Um, But, uh, it, it's very, very, very cool, and there's you know some automator actions. It's it's got automator support. There's some automator actions that come with it. I'm sure other enterprising folks will will probably wind up writing even more. And my favorite thing, you can search a remote Mac with Spotlight.
1: Very cool, very cool. Yeah. Now the task server. The other thing I noticed, you you touched on this, but another thing, great for uh, for IT types, is uh, the reporting facility. Though I had some problems getting it to work, so we may have to figure out why that didn't work okay. but uh from what i see on the menu here you can list storage devices yeah. usb devices firewire memory so if and you got time users,
0: spent in applications too you can tell who's running what yes. and for how long
1: yeah and i think you can even take a uh, you can make a movie of what yeah. those you know crazy users are doing yeah. um, again i'm saying it's just an it person's dream so if you want to you know make sure people are behaving themselves um now for,
0: for those of you in good. in homes uh, you know for me uh, you know I've got the office in the house they're detached but you know there's that ethernet cable that runs under the underground and until the lightning fries it it's there and so we've got a couple of computers in the house and a couple in the office and so I've got you know five Macs I think in you know all connected to the same uh wow. the same local subnet here the cool thing is you can observe multiple computers at once and so you highlight uh you know three or four Macs and you click observe and you get this tiled window up and it's live. As things happen on these Macs, you see these, you know, four little screens bouncing around and, and doing different things. If you want to focus in on one, of course, you just follow your, your instincts and click on it and up it comes. And then you can, if you want to control it, you hit the little button to control and that enables your mouse. Assuming you have the, the you know, the permission and privileges to do that on that particular Mac. Um and it really works great. I mean, it it's totally smooth. Uh, and the people that you're observing, you know, it doesn't slow them down or anything. I, I had my wife doing stuff, and I, I didn't realize it, but I had left uh, an ARD window open in the background on my machine, and she was uh, actually up here working. And, you know, about an hour later, I realized it after she had gotten to her desk. And I said, Oh, sorry if your computer's slow. And she said, I didn't notice anything. It's fine. You know, no problem. Yeah.
1: Very and, snappy. I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Small memory footprint, too. There. Yeah. Now, I noticed also, getting back to, you know, when you go to the uh, ARD uh, part of the uh, sharing uh, system preference, there's an access privileges.
0: There is, and this is important to to note. Yeah.
1: Where you can set what can be done, and I'm looking at the list here, generate reports, open and quit apps, change settings, and and so on, so you can uh, have a certain level of control.
0: Yeah. In fact, you can tell it, uh, let somebody observe my Mac but not control it. You know it's it's very it's actually very detailed for it's going to sound like like a like a slant but it's not it's very detailed for an apple you know user interface kind of thing it 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 lets you lets you set quite a quite
1: a few parameters there yeah um, look, show when being observed so you know when yes being watched yes the paranoid out there that's right
0: <laughs> now, now we ran into something interesting uh earlier today i i being that we were doing this on the on an off night, I, uh, I actually had some things with my kids this evening, and so I knew I wasn't going to be home, um, like right, uh, except for up, right until showtime, right? So John and I wanted to experiment with, with two things remotely, the Timbuk2 thing, of course, and we also wanted to do remote, Apple Remote Desktop across the internet to see how that worked. And so I figured, well, let me just take the computer that, that works for the podcast that I do the podcast on up here in the studio, and I'll log into the test user account. And I'll leave a little note for John up on the screen uh, before I go out, and then he'll test it out, and that'll be that. What I didn't realize – and so I sent him this email at, like, what, 2 o'clock this afternoon or something. Gave him the Mm -hmm. login information, and and good to go. Well, what I didn't realize was that John, with his allergies, had actually gone home early today. And so he said he actually tried it out earlier. Now, even (laughs) though he logged in as the test user, at that point in the day, I was still logged into this machine as me because I was bouncing back and forth between the office and here – and John said, "Gosh, you know, even though I logged in as test, I was logged in under Dave Hamilton, under your normal user account, and and it and and that's exactly what would what's expected of ARD. The privileges for the user let you log into the machine and see whatever is on the desktop. You are not logging in to your own session on that machine. You are simply remote controlling the computer as it stands now. If you have." If you know the passwords, or if there are no passwords, you can use fast user switching to go back and forth, and and they actually do a really good job of that because fast user switching turns off Apple Remote Desktop, but uh, the client and the server both know this, and so the client says, "Just wait, you know, we're switching users." Really, what's happened is it's gotten completely disconnected, and it just knows, you know, wait a certain period of time and keep pinging it, and then when it comes back, it says, "Okay, here you go, ready, we're done switching." You know, it it sort of masks that whole process, Uh, but works it works fine but yeah don't think that you know if you only allow one user access to your mac that it uh, that you're you know securing your your any of your users data if you're logged in as that user and someone can control your mac mm-hmm. that's that
1: um, yeah it's a so. good thing you haven't done anything to piss me off lately cuz uh wow <laughs> <laughs> hey wait a minute you could be logged in now couldn't you uh i didn't well, I'm actually... on that well, actually, it says you're running in the Finder, and that's a neat thing too. So on the uh, computer oh, wow. status, on the computer <laughs> status screen yeah. for the machines that it knows about, and now you're running Audio Hijack Pro. Oh, no, it shows Shit. the application that the remote machine is currently running.
0: <laughs> oh, wow! I, I mean, um, I literally just switched to Audio Hijack Pro. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it shows
1: me your IP, which yeah. is also interesting because you gave me one of those uh, dynamic DNS. Uh, Correct. You use one of those services, which Correct. are pretty nice. It shows current user, current application. So, you know, that's a quick way to just kind of, if you have a whole bunch of users, you know, just to see what they're doing without actually observing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll, sure t- it'll tell you
0: whether they're idle or not, too. You know, so
1: Yeah, I saw that before. It showed the uh, the idle time. So I have the two yeah. machines there, your machine and, uh, and my G5. Uh, and I'm running it on the... Uh, On On the the G4. Now, one thing I like, too, so there's a distinction, of course, between... I I just
0: wanted to say, while while John's mentioning that, of course, it is universal. Uh, It runs natively on on all Macs, so there you go.
1: I would expect so. Yeah. Um, A couple of things I tried today. Now, now one thing I really got a kick out of, so of course, there's observing control, but there's also something called curtain. Ah, yes. And I got a kick out of that, because what Ah. that does is if you curtain to a machine... Got a kick... The added, remote machine, all of a sudden the screen goes, uh, goes blank or yeah. goes black. Yeah. But the remote person sees the screen. So you can be doing something on someone's machine and they can't see what you're doing. That's right. So I just got a kick out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's Let also me tell locking. you, though,
0: when, you, when you're sitting across the room from your wife and she's working on her computer. I'm just talking theoretically now. <laughs> uh, and you put the curtain up. Not such a good thing for the marriage. Let me just, I'll just throw that out there.
1: Yeah. That's the frying pan to the head uh, <laughs> event, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <sighs> yeah. So those were good things. So yeah, control, observe, curtain. Um, of course, there's a, a way for all of the uh, the, the, the uh, clients, uh, there is a way they can send a message to the admin. Uh, they always have that ability. So uh, so that may be a, a curse. Yeah. Um, Right. You know, if you're an IT admin and you don't want to hear from those pesky users, um, <laughs> get a new be, job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they can initiate a chat session. Actually, that's good for a small place. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're all spread out and stuff like that, if they have a quick query and you're not running other some other sort of uh, IM program, yeah, uh, you can use uh, use this platform for that. There's just all sorts of great stuff. Yeah, the screen lock and unlock
0: and. And something that you've been able to do on Macs, obviously, for a long time, but but this makes it really easy. Not only can you take a remote Mac and put it to sleep, but if it's on an Ethernet network, you can actually wake it up across the network. It uses that secret little, you know, wake on land feature of, uh, of most modern Ethernet ports and assuming that that's all enabled. And you have to be on Ethernet. You cannot do this over a wireless network because it sends... Uh, a, a, a signal across the Ethernet network to do this. So you've got to be on the same the same land there. But uh, assuming that you are, then uh, it actually very yeah. handy. Same subnet, I believe, is the is the it's got to be wired right. and on the same subnet.
1: So and I think what you may have to do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave. But in the Energy Saver correct. system preference, on the option tab, there is a box that you um, have to check. That is wake for Ethernet network administrator access, and I believe That's that right. has yeah. to be checked um, i don't know if the ARD uh, does that automatically uh, i don't it, think it does
0: yeah i don't know there there is one checkbox I wanted to mention though um, it, it, because i you know was as I was testing this, I left it running on various machines, and when I went to connect to a machine uh, that I had just left the ARD app on. It didn't let me connect. It said there's already a, a you know remote administration program running on this computer. There's a, a preference in the a checkbox rather in the preferences where you can say allow this computer to be administered even when Ard is excuse me is running. And that's uh, it, it, for for what we were doing here. Certainly, if you're in your home environment, that's the kind of thing that you'd you'd want to run or you'd want to allow so that you're not driving yourself crazy. Uh, trying it because then then what I had to do actually I had to go back I had to SSH into the Mac and uh, you know go look through the process list kill the uh, the process the ARD process and then I was able to get in so interesting stuff and ARD is uh, for a ten user license which obviously would be fine at home or uh, or you know small small businesses two ninety nine and then unlimited <laughs> uh, is four ninety nine so you know, wow yeah which isn't bad and you know if you're if you're running it at home and you've got kids who are in school you you may qualify for the uh for the educational pricing which i believe is half that i think it's 149 for uh for the 10 user license and then i think the the unlimited one is 299 for uh for the educational license but uh but you know, for one forty nine, if if you if you can take advantage of the uh, if the educational discount, that's that's a killer price for for something mm-hmm. like this. Um, I use it all the time. Um, before I started using ard three, I actually used a, a protocol called VNC. But before we jump, well, as a transition to that, initially when we started talking about ard here, we mentioned that it was built to control only Macs, and that's. All the reporting features, all the super hoopty stuff that goes on the you know the 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 wake up and well actually the wake up it would do but uh but you know all, all this the remote install stuff that's all limited to max however, it uses a r d uses a protocol called v n c which uh is virtual network computing right is that do I have that
1: <laughs> Think, yes, I virtual think. network computing. Thank you. That's correct.
0: Okay. Uh, and essentially, that is an open source protocol that lets you – I believe it's open source. Yeah. Uh, that, that does all this – well, does, does remote control, desktop remote control for you. And it's multi-platform, works on – You know, there's Windows servers and clients, Linux servers and clients, Mac servers and clients. And if you're running a VNC server on your Windows machine, you can connect to it using Apple Remote Desktop 3. All you get is VNC services, so that means mouse, keyboard, and display, pretty much. Uh, but it you know, it lets you do it, and we've got the, that one Windows machine here in the house, and it works fine. So um, just thought I'd throw that in there, that, that you can control Windows machines with this and observe them with this. Just not, uh, you can't do all the super hoopty-doopty installation stuff,
1: because I'm not sure how that yeah. would work. So, oh, Likewise, now I did mention the, the cheapskate option.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Uh, well, VNC. another cheapskate option oh. is um, if if you are on a Mac mm-hmm. and you'd like to connect to another Mac without buying uh, ARD, yeah. you can get a VNC client such as, and I think this is probably the only one, or at least one of the more popular uh, yeah. ones on the Mac, uh, Chicken of the VNC. Right. And if you enable um, remote desktop access on any Mac... Yeah. Um, doesn't that be server or nothing? You can. Well,
0: it actually needs to be a Mac running, uh, I believe it's Panther or later. And if right. you're not running Tiger, then you need to go and install the uh, Apple Remote Desktop 3 client package or Apple Remote Desktop 2 or later client package to enable this. This is not enabled by default in Panther. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, you, you what do you do? You enable Apple Remote Desktop and then go to click on access privileges. Is that right?
1: Yes, and then there's a uh, VNC viewers may control with password. And I, I think, it, yeah, it just allows uh, control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's with an what VNC password. does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you check that checkbox, and then you can connect. And, and I've done this many, many times here. And I used to leave VNC enabled on all my Macs, and then uh, you could just fire a chicken to the VNC. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes. And Michael will link to it. Michael has already linked to it. In the enhanced feed, so check that out if you're. Uh, yes. If you're, yeah. He. But yeah. By this point now, We're the link already yet. is there. I oh. you know, isn't that so cool, though? <laughs> <laughs> Michael rocks, by the way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and, and VNC now, if you want to run, th- there are open source uh, VNC servers for the Mac. Now you you might say, well, Dave. Why would you need to run an open-source VNC server? You just told us how to use Apple's built-in one. Why would we want to run someone else's? And I'll tell you why. Why? Why? Do you remember, John, a couple of weeks ago on the show, I said, listen, you know, we're going to talk about remote access. But the one thing I would like is to be able to log into a computer as a separate session. So let's say, for instance, and this is actually the example – that you know my wife is logged in to this computer up here in the studio she's working she you know she works up here uh, for me 3 days a week so she's working on her machine here doing her stuff and uh and I want to do something on this machine it's a dual 1.4 you know gigahertz g4 there's plenty of processor time left i want to log in and do something but obviously i don't want to stop her wouldn't it be great if I could log into my user account and do my stuff in another session, right? I can do it from the terminal. I can do it from the command line. Why can't I do it? We've got this fast user switching thing. All these programs are back there running. It's no problem. Why can't I do it? Well, I can. And, uh, and, and, and I will read the, uh, the email from from Stuart, I believe, uh, that, that talks about this. <clears throat> And he says, just a quick mail on VNC. I recently helped out a colleague who needed to access PC to Mac and vice versa. Managed to get it working, had to open some ports, not too complicated. We used a free Mac OS 10 VNC server from Redstone Software, to which we'll all link. Anyway, whilst I was looking for help on which ports to open, I came across a bit about running it in session mode. And simply put multiple desktop sessions is what they call it allow more than one person to use your macintosh at the same time what it does is you run the vnc server in your user account and you tell it leave this running even when i quit even when i switch out Uh, not when you log out but when you do your fast user switching Mm -hmm. and so when you connect with a vnc client the VNC server just sees your Mac as it was. Remember I told you when you when you switch accounts uh with Fast User Switching on a Mac uh, with using Apple's uh, you know VNC server, it quits the VNC server, switches the account and then fires it up again. That's because it needs to, you know, it it wants to be able to control the active session. But if you use a third-party VNC server, you can simply leave it running in the background and you can do this all at the same time as leaving uh, Apple Remote Desktop on. By, uh, by uh, using a different port. Normally, VNC runs on port 59, oh, 5900, I guess. And I just assigned this to 5909 or something, and, and it worked great. No problem. I could connect. It was interesting. I could connect uh, using VNC. I could connect to this machine and see my account. <clears throat> using Apple Remote Desktop, I could see uh, Lisa's account. So it was actually very, very cool. So that's, uh, that's my story.
1: And you're sticking to it.
0: Yeah, of course I am.
1: Yeah. So Redstone is good. Now, now there is the original team, but it looks like uh, if you go to a Real VNC. Yeah. Apparently that's the team. Uh, I believe this came out of uh, AT and T over in the UK. I think it was AT and T. Bunch of a. Uh...
0: RealVNC dot com. Yeah. Yeah, and, you're right. It did start at AT and T. I think you're right. And
1: they apparently um, have commercialized this, but it looks like they only have at this point in time a Windows. Uh, Sweet, though it says they are working on OS 10 and Linux huh. and uh, and some others, uh, but because it is open store, but these Redstone guys look uh, look pretty good. It looks yeah. like they got a nice, uh, very nice product.
0: Uh, yeah, it works fine. I've, I've not used. Do they have a client even? Uh, a VNC or client? servers? Redstone? No, I think
1: they're. I think they're just doing yeah,
0: servers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like I said, I used their server. Obviously, that worked great. Um, have not used their their client. I have used Chicken of the VNC. That that is available as a universal binary now. Uh, so if you if you do want to do this that way, uh, you can do it universal and free. So um, and we will find the link to the Apple Remote Desktop two package that you would need to install um, uh, to enable that on on Panther. One thing I want to note though that uh, that the Apple guys were were kind enough to point out to me. Once you've installed the app, if if you've got the Apple Remote Desktop Two client installed on your uh, on your Mac, a- Apple Remote Desktop Three can of course connect to it. There are some features that are going to be missing, and maybe this is what you, uh, maybe this is why the reporting didn't work for you, John. Potentially, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you can up you, you can update it to to the Ard Three client, and you can do it from remote. There's a menu option to do it. Actually, it makes it really simple. You don't even have to restart the machine. It, it's totally seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, however, once you've done that, ARD2 cannot connect to the machine. So bear, bear that in mind. Uh, if you are, uh, if you, you know, if you come across the, the installer for that, you don't want to, you don't want to install that if you're not, uh, if, if you don't have a, a license to, to run ARD3. So, uh, what else do we have here? Oh, okay. Um, so the, the one thing that's left, I think that's it on, on ARD, right? We we've,
1: On IRD, Yeah. Yeah, what else do they do? Copy. Copy clipboard. I thought that was neat. Oh, yeah. I actually had to do that when I was cutting and pasting. I believe believe Timbuk2
0: does that as well, just to throw that in there.
1: Yeah. The the only other thing I could think of, though it's not quite a remote access thing, maybe we'll talk about this in another show. uh, Yeah. X11.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should talk about that in another show.
1: Oh, and you know what else we're going to have to talk
0: about now in another show? Yesterday afternoon, I... uh, I downloaded trans. I actually d- didn't download it. I- well, I did. I downloaded it. They uh, they sent me a review copy of Transmit Three yesterday. Cool. Yeah, and and you know one of the cool things it, it it's got some cool things in it. One of them, and we'll talk more about it. But um, some cool you know automatic upload things and, and that sort of thing. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it when we're going to do it again. But it's also got automator actions, and that kind of uh, it was enough to get the bug. Uh, you know the the, the bug wide awake in me and so i spent a couple hours yesterday afternoon and actually dove uh, dove right into automator made an action that i'm going to test out after we finish the show tonight that's going to upload everything for me and convert it and do all that crazy stuff so uh we'll be able to talk about automator soon so the pressure's on you man to 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 learn automator me? it's it's uh, really easy though so yeah,
1: you know, i've done a, really a few simple things
0: yeah oh well then you're you're probably just fine so uh yeah so the the one last the one last thing for connecting to your mac uh and really it's not necessarily connecting to your mac but remote con- control or remote connections from your mac is the uh is vnc uh, sorry vpn virtual private networks and uh we'll talk a little bit about this i know you connect to some at uh, at, at your day job right john and
1: yeah, and we use the um, and you know thank goodness for uh, Cisco, but we're yeah. uh, <clears throat> pretty much a Cisco shop, and they have their uh, picks or whatever uh, you know router firewall type product there. But um, thank goodness that they they keep up with uh, developing uh, clients for multiple platforms, including yeah. uh, OS ten, of course. So yeah. uh, you know for enterprise installations, uh, Cisco makes a very nice uh, VPN. But of course, if, if you're an OS ten, you will notice that. Uh, Tiger, and I, I don't think it was in prior versions, um, but if you go to Internet Connect, um, you can define a uh, a VPN connection.
0: Yeah, you could do it in Panther, a,
1: too. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And there were these two protocols here, I guess, L2TP... Uh, and PPTP. And PPTP. And, um, and what, what I haven't VPN, really used this too much.
0: Yeah, what VPN lets you do is essentially create a tunnel... Uh, a secure tunnel across uh, a, an insecure connection, presumably the Internet, right, uh, and connect as though you were a part of the local network on the other end, uh, which can be very handy if like, – you know, like you said, if you need to connect to – uh, you know servers at your at your job or or something like that, where all the security says no, you only let local users connect to this well if you 've hmm. got a vPN server, you can connect your Mac to this vPN server, and then the VPN server makes it seem as though you 're on the local network to the point where you can actually browse the internet as though you are at your client- at your you know company's site. Now you may say, "Hey wow, that actually sounds cool." There's times when I would want to manage, you know, my computers at home or print to a printer at home, uh, you know, but but am not there. Is there a way to do it, you know, without incurring all sorts of costs? And the, and the answer is yes. Um, you can set up uh, – if you've got a Linksys router, you can set up a VPN using uh, some third-party firmware that's freely available from – I forget where it's free. It used to be linksysinfo.com. The the name of the company that creates the firmware is Savia Soft, S-V-E-A-S-O-F-T. Um, and I forget where the where the uh, the free firmware is available from, but I'll I'll put it in the show notes. Um, maybe W-R-T Info or I don't know, something but uh but there's a if are buried in the administration section of that that firmware when you install it is an option to to set up a PPTP server and it works great i use it all the time uh to remote a, to remote access all the Macs on my you know home network here and and in the office it it uh works very very well so and we actually didn't we have a uh an audio comment an audio question about VPN that we've been saving john isn't that right yes um yes Here he is, Rick,
2: I think, maybe not, maybe, maybe Rick's not there. Hi, John and Dave. This is Rick from Harrisburg, North Carolina. Love the show. You guys do a great job every week. I have a question that I hope you guys can help me with. I'm a network administrator and as such end up making multiple virtual private network connections to my client systems for remote maintenance. The issue I run into is every time I establish a new connection it sets the default route to be the remote network. This wouldn't be much of an issue other than it tends to disconnect my instant messenger as well as any remote desktop sessions that I may have running. In Windows this is easily solved by unchecking an option to disable the default route setting when you create a new connection, but I have not been able to find the same option in the Mac. Of course, I can get around this by manually in a terminal window resetting my routes, but that gets to be real tiresome when you're doing it three and four times a day. If you guys have a solution to this, I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, I actually had emailed this solution to Rick when uh, when this came in because I knew the poor guy just didn't want to have to wait. But there, it's a very easy solution. It drove me crazy, too. If you go into Internet Connect, which is where you would configure your VPN session in, in the first place, go to the options menu. Uh, go to the Internet Connect menu and go to options. Uh, there is a, a, a checkbox for un- uh, for send all traffic over this VPN connection. If you uncheck that, then... Uh, It will only, the VPN will only be used to access computers on the subnet for the VPN. Anything else will automatically go over your Mac's default route, uh, which is exactly what Rick was looking for there.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I had to deal with that a little bit with the the Cisco product. They have an option for uh, tunneling Mm -hmm. where there's a little box that says allow local LAN access. Maybe a different problem but it's nice if you don't want to be just uh just connected to the remote network but you also want to access local printers and stuff like that huh. so yeah so that's a nice option because uh, i do use that uh usually to 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 run notes because uh oh yes notes has a internet version that's not that great on the mac because it's browser-based and it uses active x which uh isn't on the mac um, um. Now another option for setting up the VPN, though it uh, you know costs a little more than the Linksys router, I think, but it looks very nice, would be uh, to get OS Ten Server. That's um, true. Yeah. That allows you to set up, um, you know, the the uh, PPTP or the the other type of VPN as well. That's right.
0: Yeah, and I actually there's, I mean, there's it, it, all of this stuff is open source, so I, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that. Uh, there's there's some packages out there that you could uh, download and install on even a regular Mac R- really the only difference between OS10 and OS10 server is all the utilities that are bundled with it and n- not to discount it supported by Apple so i mean that's that's key you know if you start installing open source stuff on your Mac you know <laughs> you, you know where to go for support right uh, look at the guy that installed it so <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know but but you know, I'm I'm certain that someone out there has has done this. I just didn't hadn't looked that up, uh, hadn't thought to look it up actually. But yeah, uh, but I'm, it sure, be I'm of... sure one of you will write in and tell us. Oh yeah, it's easy. Do this, this, and this, and, and we'll go ahead and talk about it in a future show. So please do.
1: Yeah, I mean, we may want to do one about OS 10 server as well because uh, it does offer uh, a lot of uh, nice extra goodies. Yeah, um, it does. Wow, is that it? That's it,
0: man. We're at the 45 wow. minute
1: mark. Time flies when you're having fun.
0: Let's see. What is it? Uh, time flies like an arrow and fruit flies like bananas.
1: Ooh, that's bad.
0: Hey, so I don't know what day we're going to do the show next week because normally we do it Monday, which is June 12th. I'm Monday.
1: Well, oh, wait, what you?
0: you know, here's the thing, though. June 14th. Well, June thirteenth, I believe, is the day we did our first show. June fourteenth is the day it went live. We did it a, sun, a Sunday night, I think, or, or something, which is the thirteenth, and uh, and so maybe we should do it either Tuesday to you know to to actually do it on the anniversary, or we can do it Wednesday uh, on the anniversary when we posted it. We'll have to look at our schedules. Uh, we'll see, but uh, it would you know we should we should do something, right?
1: Do I have to get you a gift?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> There, there was a, a, a list sent around. <laughs> I I li- I'd, I'd like something really nice. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of, I I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking new car. New, I don't know what I'm thinking. Really, actually, maybe. How about one of those water rockets? That would be sweet. There you go. You got to come up and uh, and shoot it off though. Yeah. Remember those little red water rockets, everybody? Those 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 little things with the red cap that you find when you were a kid. We had a heck of a time finding them when when John was up here. Those. uh True geek toy. You know, you fire it, you put water in it, pump it full of air until it just blasts off, and, uh, you know, that's that.
1: So. Up, not at someone.
0: Up. Up. That's right. <laughs> Very important. So, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We've actually, I'm, I'm sure we'll just do a, a fairly normal show where we'll get back to the uh, the discussions here because uh, they pile up, and, and that's a good thing. So, send your comments in to Geekab at macobserver.com. Uh, You can call them into. What's the number, John?
1: 206 666. Ooh, geek. That's right. We got that 666 thing going. Oh,
0: yeah, dude, you got to say it. (laughs) (laughs) What what was that? Oh, uh, uh, a piece of trivia, John. What was the price of the uh, first Apple One when it came out?
1: Uh, $666. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't believe I screwed that up at the beginning of the show. You know, it's because I printed all this I stuff do. yesterday. So. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Your faith, your, your lack of faith in me is... Uh, disturbing. It's disturbing, yeah. <laughs> okay, Darth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also Skype the stuff to MacGeekGab, and and we do check that uh, fairly irregularly. We have Gmail invites for those of you that don't want to have uh, Gmail know your cell phone number. Of course, uh, you need vote, to go vote, to... Vote yeah you gotta vote you gotta go to Portable Media Expo in September Uh, you've downloaded this from Cashfly Hosting that is assuming my automator script puts this in the right place my automator action of course we're proud members of the Backbeat Media Podcast Network and that is the end of the show Mm -hmm. that was Uh, was crazy that was a long one yeah I feel feel much better do you? that's good Mm -hmm. you should feel better Mm-hmm. You got to talk to me for 48 and a half minutes. I mean, that's it was, that's enough to that. cure anybody.
1: Or, oh, is that the other way around?
0: Don't get caught!
2: I got caught. Yeah, I did too.